morning, church. It is, uh, it's good to be back with you this week. As uh, most of you might remember, last week we kicked off uh, a new series called More Than Enough. And the idea behind the series is that we believe at this time and in this season, uh, God is calling our church out of mediocrity. We believe that for uh, far too long, uh, a lot of us have settled for a lackluster faith. It's like we've wanted uh, just enough faith, just enough peace, just enough of God's Holy Spirit uh, to get us through the day. And I think it's time that we come together as a collective body and we say maybe just enough isn't enough. If Jesus has granted us full access to the creator of the world, full access to the one who hung the stars in the sky, full access to the one who tells the tide how far to go and no farther, why wouldn't we ask him for more? More faith, more peace, and more power. Now I want to tell you right at the outset of this thing that this is going to be a different day here at Whitestone it's going to be kind of weird. And some of you are like, that's every week at Whitestone. And I get it. When I was a kid, I used to tell my mom, like, if there was a kid that she wanted me to hang out with, and I thought the kid was different, I'd be like, Mom, I don't think I want to hang out with that, that, the kid, that kid's weird. And my mom, I can remember her, like, grabbing me by the shoulders and looking me in the eyes, and she'd be like, Brock, our family is the pinnacle of weird. And I was like, okay, I get it. I'll, I'll hang out with him. I, I get what you're talking with. But it is going to be a different kind of Sunday for us, okay? Uh, most Sundays when I get up here, um, and hopefully you've, if you're visiting with us, you've had the chance to watch us online or something like that. And if this is your first time, I would encourage you to, to visit again because it is going to look a little, it is going to look a little bit different. That's a lot of caveats, isn't it, before I even get, get into it. Most Sundays when I'm up here, I preach. And um, this Sunday, I feel like I am going to teach. And, and most Sundays uh, when I'm up here, uh, you all just kind of get to sit down there and listen, take a nap, look at your phone, whatever it is that you do while I'm talking. Um, but today, uh, you're going to be participating, okay? There will be a participation grade. Um, I, I stood at the door as people were leaving the first service, and I was like, B minus, C plus, you know? And uh, so that's how that's going to go. The more that I, wanna, I want us to ask God for today collectively is more of his voice. I want us to hear more of his voice. It's one of my prayers for our church during this season that God would allow his voice to be heard by our people ever the more clearly. I had a sort of epiphany this week. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I don't have a whole lot of epiphanies. I don't even use the word epiphany very much, you know? Matter of fact, I think uh, saying it in the first service, it might be the first time I've ever used the word epiphany. But I had an epiphany. As I was thinking about this series, this thought came to my mind. And the thought was, if our church at large is ever going to trade our mediocre for God's more, it's not going to be because I listen to God's voice and you listen to me. And it's not going to be because Mark listens to God's voice and you listen to Mark. It will be because every one of you individually will learn how to hear and heed God's voice. 
you don't need me. And you don't need Mark. Now, I think you're pretty lucky to have us. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to sit in peace until somebody says amen. We'll sit in silence. But if you have Jesus and you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you can listen to God on your own. And for our church to ever be, you know, at its full capacity, like for our church to ever, ever be like clicking on all cylinders, what's going to happen is all of you are going to have to learn how to hear what God says and then to put into action what God says. Then, and only then, will we fully be the body of Christ in the city of Knoxville and ultimately uh, across the globe. Because it's going to take, take that for uh, the, the hand of Christ to be doing what the hand's supposed to do. And for the eyes of Christ to be doing what the eyes are supposed to do. And for the feet of Christ to be doing what the feet are supposed to do. Every one of you matter. Every one of you are capable of hearing. And every one of you are capable of heeding. Now, if you are in the room today and you've struggled, you feel like you've struggled to hear God's voice in the past, like you're one of these people that's just like, I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm tuned in. Um, then you pick the right Sunday to come to our church because uh, today I'm going to share with you a method that I commonly use when I want to hear God speak, when I feel like I need to hear God speak. And it is uh, a spiritual prayer practice called Lectio Divina. And the way this is going to work is I'm just going to talk to you a little bit. I'll give you a little background about what the Lectio is. And then as a full collective body, we are going to practice um, this prayer practice together. And it is my hope that today you would begin in prayer a conversation with God that would continue long after you walked out these doors that we would just start the conversation and that you would lean really heavily into it. Lexio Divina in Latin simply means sacred reading. Sacred reading. Lexio means to read. Divina means divine or sacred. So when we're talking about the Lexio Divina, that's where we get this out. Sacred reading. At its core, the Lexio is simply a vehicle for divine interaction. Like, it's a method that we can use as believers, a way of reading the scriptures that I believe can tune us into God's voice and can help us to hear his voice as we look at, as we look at the word. The Lectio can be traced back to the 6th century and to a man named St. Benedict. And since that time, these four steps, this process of reading the scripture that I'm about to share with you, it has been passed down for generations. It has been used by innumerable believers. Now, church, I'm not telling you that this is the only way to hear God's voice, but I am saying this is one way to hear his voice. And my gut tells me that for some of you, it's been a long time. And so I'm hoping today... I'm hoping today that you will hear. The four steps of the Lectio Divina in Latin are these, and then I'll give them to you in English. It is Lectio, Meditatio, Oratio, Contemplatio. Lectio, Meditatio, Oratio, Contemplatio. In English, they are read, meditate, Pray, contemplate. It's the four steps. As you enter the text, read, meditate, pray, contemplate. 
Now, before we do this as a collective body, like I've got a text that I've selected that I'm going to put up on the board in, in a few minutes, and we're going to try to work through this process together. But before we do that, there are a few premises that I think we all need to agree on. If we really want the, uh, the Lectio to work at its full capacity, then I think there are a few premises that we all need to say, hey, we believe these things are true, and here they are. The first thing that we need to agree on is that the Bible is God-breathed. We need to agree that the Bible is God-breathed, and all I mean by that is that when you open this book up, it doesn't matter what page you turn to, the Spirit of a Holy God can speak to you directly through this. This book is different than other books. The breath of Yahweh has been breathed upon it, and so when we open the book, we can inhale Him in. That's not me talking. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. If you agree with that, we say amen. Amen. The second thing that I think we need to uh, agree upon is that the Holy Spirit, Spirit was sent to us to direct our steps, but it was also sent to us to illuminate how we read the Scriptures. And all I mean by that is that because of Jesus, and if you have the Holy Spirit in you, then when you open this book up, you will see some things and hear some things that you wouldn't be able to hear or see without the Spirit. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you agree with that assessment, will you say amen? Amen. The third truth that I think that we need to agree on is this. The Word of God is living and active. It is like a double-edged sword. And when it is released into the world, it never returns void. That is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Again, if you believe that, we say amen. And with those three things agreed upon, I think we're ready to proceed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you like a little background on what each of the steps look like. Then we're going to put the text up there. Then we're going to break it down together. It might be weird, but I think it's going to be fun. I do. I'm here for it. All right. So the first step of the Lectio is to read the text. So if you were trying to walk through this process or this way of reading the Scripture at your house, what you would want to do is, is you would want to find a Bible, probably one that you don't usually use. And the reason I say that is, is you want to start with a, a Bible that doesn't have a whole lot of notes in it that you haven't marked up a lot already, because when you enter into Lectio Divina, you're looking for God to speak a fresh word to you. And I don't know about you all, but I know I do it, that when I open my Bible up, my eyes immediately divert to things that I've marked in the past. And so that takes me back to a moment where God has moved in my life in the past, and we want to avoid that. Now, if you mark your Bible up, I love that. I want you to have a Bible that you journal in and do, and do those sorts of things. But to do Lectio Divina, I think you should start with a clear Bible and that you're going into it looking for a fresh word. And the first part of that process, step one, is Lectio. That's to read. All you're going to do is select a text. Hey, it can be any text in the Bible because the whole thing's pretty good. You select whatever text it is you want to select, and then you're going to read it over and over again. And I think it's better if you read it out loud. And as you're reading the text, what you're trying to do is the whole time you're reading, you're asking the Holy Spirit inside you to lift a word, phrase, or verse off the page. How many of you have ever been reading the scripture before and then all of a sudden like a word jumps out at you? A verse jumps out at you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're trying to do. You're digging into the word. You've selected the text. 
you read it out loud over and over again, and you're looking for God to highlight a word, verse, or passage for you. And then once you get that word, verse, or, or passage laid out, and you feel like that's the verse that God's lifted off the page for you, all you're going to do in step two is you are going to meditate on that text. So essentially, what I mean by, by med- meditate, I'm not talking about like Eastern meditation. What I'm talking about is you're going to look at that word, you're going to look at that phrase, you're going to look at that sentence, and you're going to ask God, God, why these words? Why this verse? Why this passage? I mean, this, there was a big text. What is it about this that you want me to focus on? What do you want me to see? What are you trying to say? That is meditatio. In the third part of this thing, you're going to, if God has highlighted a verse, word, or phrase for you, if he has spoken to you why he highlighted that word, verse, or phrase, then church, in that moment, you have entered into divine conversation. You are in the presence of God, and you are hearing him speak. And what I would encourage you to do in the meditation stage or in the, in the uh, oratio stage, in the prayer stage, is just to stay there as long as you can. Like to swim in his presence as long as you can. It's been my experience that a lot of times the way it works is I, I, the verse gets highlighted. I ask God why the verse. I feel like he begins to speak to me. And then as I've tuned my ear back into his voice, at that point, he kind of takes me wherever he wants to go. Like we begin to talk about things that may not have to do with the original word or verse that he highlighted for me. But at that point, you just want to listen because you are experiencing the gift of divine communication. You're talking with Yahweh and he's talking back. And that is the goal. And then lastly, the fourth step, and most scholars who talk about the Lectio say people rarely ever get to this step. Uh, The contemplation step really is just to rest in God's presence. If anybody ever gets to contemplation, it just means that in your prayer life, you've gotten to the point where you said everything that you needed to say to God, he said everything that he needs to say to you, and now you're just with him. I mean, some of y'all have relationships like this, like it may be a spouse, it may be a friend who you can be silent with, like when you're in their presence, you just, they don't have, you don't have to talk, like it's just a gift to be around them, that's what contemplation is. Like nobody's got to be saying anything. You're just resting in the presence of Yahweh. That's the last step. So with those four steps in mind, we are going to take a look at a passage this morning, church, and we're going to try to work through that method. Friends in the back, if you would, pull up John chapter 15, and we're going to look at 11 verses. If you have your Bible on you, I would love it if you'd pull your Bible out. You could pull, you could, if you got a phone, you can pull it out on your phone. And the reason I want you to do that is because I think it would be helpful. I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to read through the text a couple of times. But I think it would be helpful if you could see the whole thing. And what I'm asking you to do as I read these verses over you is I'm asking you to be listening and to be asking the Holy Spirit in step one of Lectio in the reading portion We're walking through the text, and you're saying, with the voice of your heart, God, what are you trying to show me? What's the verse that's sticking out? Like, whatever pops off the page, that's what I want you to hang on to. Are y'all with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. That's what we're going to do. And maybe it's when I'm reading it, you just hear a word or phrase that, that sticks, and you think, oh, that's the one. That's what he wants me to focus on. This is John 
chapter 15, verse 1. And this is how the text reads. This is Jesus speaking, and this is what Jesus says. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you're clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Church, once the word is read, it's God-breathed, Spirit speaks through it, never returns void. I'm going to read this over you one more time, and as I read it, I'm praying. God would highlight word, phrase, or verse. There'd be something about it that for whatever reason, you just can't let go of. There's some line that just keeps resonating in your ear. Here it is, John 15, Jesus talking, powerful series of verses says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you're clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments 
and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Church, that is, that's the read portion. That's step one. We just participated in a lecture. If you were at home doing it, you could just read over and over again until you felt like those words were jumping off, off a page. But I, I want to show you something um, because I really do trust in the power of the Spirit to speak, okay? Like, I think, I think a lot of times at a lot of different churches, um, I think people want to try to convince you that the only people who ever hear the voice of God are the pastors, and it's like you got to listen to them. If they're, they're the ones that got to give, man, that's not the way it is. Same Spirit that's in me is in you all. Same stuff I hear, you can hear. It's just about learning to tune in uh, our voice. And so I wanna, I'm going to open the room up for a moment. And this is what, this is what I want to do. And um, I want those of you who are watching online um, to do the, the, the same thing. Um, but here it is. If a word, verse, or phrase pop out, popped out to you, popped off the page to you, would you share it? Is there anybody in the room who would say, yeah, I, I, this is what, Brock, this is what I saw or heard. Would you share that with the room now? What was that? Already clean. That's good. If you're watching on, online right now and you've got words popping out, I would love it if you just type it in and, and send it. I want other people to see that God is moving in other people at different places. It's one of the coolest things about God, right, is that right now in a room full of people, he's talking to all of you in a different way about different things, and you're, and you're communicating with the, with the Holy One. Somebody else in the room, what are you hearing or seeing? Preach. What would you got? The second verse. Will you read it? We pull, put two up there. There it is. Yeah, brother. Somebody else in the room. Randy, what are you hearing? In me. In me. In me. That's it. Somebody else in the room. What are you hearing? Remain in my love. Abide in me. Anybody? Kaiser, what you got? What verse is that? Verse 6. That's beautiful, man. Anybody else hearing? Dot, what you got? Right on. Couple, couple more. Anybody else got anything? Abide in me. Abide in me. Church, you don't need me. You don't need Mark. You can hear God directly. He can speak to you directly. For our church to be who we are meant to be, you got to get that. You're going to have to learn to hear and to heed. Is there somebody else seeing anything? Words popping off the page. This is still the, the lectio stage, the read stage. I'm praying for those of you watching online too. I want you to be here in the same way. Anybody else? Maybe one more. Abide in my love. Yes, sir. That your joy may be full. That's step one. This would be step two, the meditation portion. What you're supposed to do is whatever word, phrase, or verse that has popped out to you, log it in your mind. If you want to, what I would do probably would be to write it down. I would write it down, and then you're just going to spend a couple of minutes 
meditating on that verse, phrase, or word, and you're saying, God, why? Why this? I just read 11 whole verses. There were a lot of words there. Why, what is it about this phrase that you want to say to me? What is it about this verse? What is it about this particular word or couple of words? Why these verses? Tune in to the voice and listen. Allow him to share with you the why behind he pointed, why he, he lifted those words off the page to you. So this is what I'm going to do. We are going to, I'm about to step down and we are going to have a few minutes of silence. And uh, all I want you to do in that is to be looking at that phrase, word, or verse and asking the Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say to me? What am I supposed to hear? Join me for a couple of uh, minutes of silence. Silent meditation, if you would. If y'all would in the back, just run the, run the verses. If you have yet to see anything, just keep reading until the words pop off the page to you. Cody and Kenzie to come on back up because here in a minute I'm just going to try to get out of the way and I'm praying that the conversations that have been started uh, in the room that you would continue to have them that you would continue to, uh, to hear, hear God speak after the first two steps you read you meditate and then step three is what you remember it's to pray it's prayer it is uh, the oratio stage now the whole Lectio Divina is covered in prayer um, but it's my opinion that it's when you get to uh, the third step, that's probably the first time that maybe you should start talking. Um, once you get into to step three, church, God still speaks. He's speaking to some of you right now. That's crazy. That's crazy. The one who hung the stars in the sky, he's talking to you. The one who told the tides when to, when to go and when to cease. He is, he's speaking to you. Once you get into a place of that divine interaction, stay there. Whatever God wants to talk to you about, let him speak to you about that. Like I told you earlier, for me, this is a portion where a lot of times I feel like it, the, the message that I hear kind of changes change course because it's like I, sometimes in these moments when I get to stage three, I feel like I begin to hear conviction. I feel like God begins to speak to me going, hey, we need to talk about this. This is something in your, in your, your life that you, need to, that you need to work on or that you need to, to work through. But use this stage to hear whatever God wants to say to you and to say to him whatever it is that you want to, to say. Mother Teresa said this about prayer. She said once, she said, God speaks in the silence of the heart and we listen. And then we speak to God from the fullness of our heart and God listens. And then this listening and this speaking is what prayer is meant to be. Church, as we continue to worship together. I want you to continue to listen and continue to speak. This is what prayer is meant to be. Lead us if you will.